grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Acts, the first chapter. Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And after this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Dear friends of Christ, this is the last Sunday of Easter and uh, last Thursday was Ascension Day. That's this window right here. I'm going to refer to it a little bit later, but that's the time when Christ ascended into heaven. And years ago, we used to celebrate with a special service. Remember that? About 30, 40 years ago, we'd have an Ascension Day service, and, and, but it was attended so poorly that it's, it's kind of fallen into, dis, into disuse, which is unfortunate because Christ's ascension into heaven is, is a major, major event in the life of Christ. And it's a major event in the life of His church. The commissioning of a church to witness the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus told His disciples He was going away. And He let them know that He wouldn't be with them. That the Holy Spirit was going to come ten days later. And of course, next week, that's what we're going to do, right? Pentecost. The coming of the Holy Spirit to the church. And that's what we're celebrating next Sunday. And which is a a fitting Sunday to come back after COVID-19. But before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave us directions. You will be my witnesses. You are a witness. Did you know that? The Greek word for witness is martyrus. Now that, that word literally means martyr. And of course, that's what the apostles did. They, they were martyred. They, they were killed for proclaiming the kingdom of God. And they had to face all kinds of opposition. They gave their lives, martyred for sharing their faith. However, in our text, the word witness simply means to tell, to share, to let others know about Christ. And that's what the disciples did. They, they, they wanted everybody to know. They told their friends. They told their neighbors. They told their people in the street. They, they just wanted, they told everyone about Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection. They were so excited about it because they watched him die and they saw that he was alive again. This early church was excited. They were exploding with excitement. Just read the book of Acts, right? The one that we're studying in our Bible study. They encouraged everybody, everyone they knew, to believe and be saved. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. You must believe in this good news. They wanted the world to know that Jesus is alive and that Jesus saves. Just before Jesus died, he predicted his ascension. He said, yet a little while the world will see me no more, but you will see me, and because I live you also will live. You know, one day we're going to see Jesus again. We're going to see Him face to face on the day of His return in His eternal kingdom. Jesus talked about His kingdom. He spent a whole lot of time talking about the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, that's how Jesus started His ministry. At the very beginning of His ministry, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is now. Repent and believe in the gospel. We are witnesses then to the kingdom of God. How about that? 
You're to tell people about the kingdom of God. That means that God has chosen you. God has chosen people to do His work. You are His voice. But how can people tell about the kingdom of God when they don't know what the kingdom of God is? Do you know what the kingdom of God is? And if you don't know what the kingdom of God is, how are you going to be a witness about it all? How are you going to share it? Well, think about our theme. Sharing the good news of God's kingdom. Did you know that Jesus fills your life with His kingdom? With the good news of His kingdom? That Jesus lives in you? That He rules in your heart? That He goes wherever you go? That He never leaves you alone? That God loved you so much that He sent His Son Jesus to be punished for all your sins, to bear all your sins for the punishment you deserved? And he bore all of that on the cross to rescue us from sin and death. And Jesus summed up this kingdom of God very, very clearly this way. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So you do know what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God can be summarized with one simple word, love. It's as, as little children, the little children sing about the kingdom of God. Right? They sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. It's about God's love, His immeasurable love. It's undeserved. And as God exists for all eternity, God's love endures forever. And Psalm 136 proclaims about God's kingdom. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His steadfast love endures forever. Or we could say, The kingdom of God endures forever. And as God's children, the rule of love of God rules in our hearts. God's love has His way with you. Even when everything around you is falling apart, even when you're facing death, God's rule of love directs, cares for you, watches over you, And God calls you, not just to be part of that kingdom, but He calls you to be a witness. He's chosen you to tell others about the kingdom of God. Chosen you to tell others about Christ's love. And it's your job. It's your job to tell your children, to to tell your friends, to to tell the people at work, to to proclaim His love. You know, Jesus isn't going to suddenly just appear and start telling people. No, when Jesus comes again, the world's over. Nobody's telling anybody unless you're doing it. It's our job. And we've been studying the book of Acts on Sunday Bible study. We've also been preaching on it, right, the last several weeks. And as we've been dealing with it, the message of Acts is simple. Go, tell, share, 
witness. Who goes? You go. Who tells? You tell. Who shares? You share. Who's a witness? You're a witness. God's plan to save the world depends on you. You are God's plan to reach the lost in Spencer or wherever you're listening or wherever you're at as you're listening. You know, I was talking to my mom last week and she commented on my sermon. She gets to listen online now. She loves that. And I, it's always fun to be able to call her and talk about you know, my, my sermon and Bible study. She said, boy, you sure have been hitting hard on the topic of sharing your faith. And I said, yes, I have. You know why? That's what the book of Acts is all about. The whole book. Read it. Read the book. It's about God's people. God, God needs you. God calls you, equips you, and if you're silent, His plan fails. I think this is the problem with the church today, isn't it? You're His witness. People will find out about God by how you live. By how you reflect God's kingdom in your life. By how you talk. And yet, do people even know you're a Christian? You know, Luke wrote the book of Acts, and he says, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up into heaven. And when you look at the things that Jesus did and taught, how he did the miracles, how he how he healed people, how he raised people from the dead, how he died on the cross for our sins. He loves us. He was committed to us. And he proves his love to you. You know, these are hard times we're living in. The times are pretty difficult. The economic report this past week isn't getting any better. Corporations are lining up for bankruptcy. Unemployment is high because of COVID-19. People are going through real hard times around the world. But God says things are going to get much worse for sinners who are separated from God. Who are separated from God's kingdom, separated from God's love. You know, we all fall short of what God expects. We all are. He expects perfection and none of us are perfect. You know, Isaiah describes our sinful lives in a, in a really blunt, uncomplimentary way. He says, our lives are steeped in sin and death. Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. We hope for light and behold darkness. We hope for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. Strong words of law like that can discourage a bunch of sinners like us. Strong words like that can beat us down, but then we hear the good news. We hear the good news of God's kingdom, the good news that John the Baptist proclaimed. Behold, the Lamb of God who forgives the sin of the whole world. 
And Jesus asks us to take that good news of his love and his kingdom and share it with the world. And he asks ordinary people like us to do the work. Not pastors, not kings and princes. Ordinary people. But he doesn't leave us alone. He sends us the Holy Spirit. He sends the Holy Spirit to guide and to help us in that work. You just have to trust in Him. You have to trust that the Holy Spirit will be there for you. Jesus told His disciples to wait in Jerusalem until the gift of the Holy Spirit comes upon them and fills them with dunamis, dynamite, power. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father promised, for which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was about to bless the church. The Holy Spirit was about to show up, to give us power to talk. To give us power to share about God's kingdom. You know, it's so easy to lay aside that power. It's so easy to ignore the people who need to hear about God's kingdom, people who need to hear about God's love, people who need to hear about Jesus. It's so easy to ignore that family member or that friend. It's so easy to ignore the people at work or your hairdresser or your waitress. Don't wait until a safe time to tell them. Because safe times don't come. Don't wait for a comfortable time, a comfort zone, a safe zone. God didn't promise that that would come, but He did promise. He did promise that the gift of the Holy Spirit would give you power to accomplish the task, to help you bear witness to what you believe. You don't have to be fancy. Jesus suffered, died, rose for the sin of the world. That's what Jesus had to say about witnessing. This is what Jesus had to say about witnessing. Don't worry beforehand about what you're going to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it's not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking through you. How much power do you have? How much power do you have in you to bear witness to what you believe? What happens when you unleash that power? Listen to what Jesus told his disciples. But you will receive power. Dynamite. Dunamis is the word. You will receive dynamite power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now I want you to think how that, those early Christians heard those words. How those early apostles and disciples, how those early followers of Christ, I want you to think how difficult it was to share the faith with such great opposition in leaders of the church. Those people wanted them dead. And eventually, not too much longer, they did start killing them, didn't they? They witnessed Christ's love and they shared it. His death and resurrection, even if, it, even if it meant their death, and it did. Think about how difficult it was to take 
this message to Samaria. The Samaritans hated Jews. Think how difficult it is sharing the message of Christ and the kingdom of God and His love with a bunch of people who hate you. And think about how difficult it was to take that message to the whole world. From Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. And it's no different than today. We don't have any excuses. Can't say it was a whole lot easier for them. No, no. Jesus gave them power. Jesus gives us power. The same promise. Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. He gives you His Holy Spirit. And He promises to give you the right words to say. And He promises to work through the words as you stumble through them. He promises to work through the words you share. But think about how hard that can be. The trust that it takes. The faithfulness. Telling other people about Jesus sounds easy until you open up your mouth and try to let the words come out of your mouth. It sounds easy, but if it was, the church would be overflowing. But why is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult to be a witness to Christ's death, to His resurrection, to the things that He did to love us? Why is it so difficult to talk about the kingdom of God that lives in us, that defines us, the kingdom that lives in us? Why is it so difficult? Why is it so tough? To tell people that there's a God who loves them. To tell people that there's a God who cares for them. To tell people that there's a God who wants to save them through His Son, Jesus Christ. One of the greatest joys in ministry is to watch the people of your congregation share their faith. To express their faith in a Bible study or watch them share their faith in a public setting. Because you realize as they're sharing their faith, it's not just them talking, is it? It's the Holy Spirit giving them power, working through them. Equipping them. Now, think of all those people that you've been able to share the story of Jesus with. Didn't Jesus keep His promise to you as you shared that story? Whether it was to your kids or to a family member or to people in the church or in a Bible study. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And after Jesus said this, He was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid them from their sight. The Gospel of Luke tells us, while He was still blessing them, He left them and was taken up into heaven. You know, if you go to our church webpage, I know you probably can't see the window here, but if you go to our church webpage, and on that front page you'll see a picture of our stained glass windows that, that line up the, the, the east wall of our church. And it's, it's, it's the life of Jesus, the story of Jesus, all the main events in His life. It's about His love, it's about His kingdom. And if you look at the second window to the last... Second window from the right on, on, that, on our webpage. It's a picture of Jesus' ascension into heaven. And if you look close, maybe you know, enlarge the picture. 
What do you see? You see the nail marks. <laughs> Why are the nail marks there? Because it proves how much God loves sinners. It proves how much He cares, how much He wants to save them from eternal death and destruction. And it proves how much He loves you. Don't you see the kingdom of God is in you? That stained glass window is the last image we have of Jesus on earth. However, he's coming back. When he comes back, it's too late. And so that kingdom of God that lives in us, that kingdom of God that dwells in us, his love, his members of his kingdom, we let others know. We want others to know. Uh, is, it, is it okay if I close the prayer? I often don't do that, but... Would you allow me to do that and ask the Lord to bless us to be more bold as a witness? Let's pray. Oh, Lord God, you know the challenges we face in a world that does not know you. Place your hand of blessing on your servants and make us bold to proclaim your pure word as we tell of the life of Jesus and the kingdom of God. And by your Holy Spirit, lead many to know your Son, Jesus Christ, the only hope of salvation. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.